I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything, yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's, it's so real to this day. I, I I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? (laughs) We did it guys. One that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Hello, my name is Demetrius. This is Jason. Hey guys. And you are listening to Spaces Podcast Express. Thank you for coming back, everybody. Jason, um, before we get into this topic today, I uh, just want to make a quick announcement and um, to the listeners, we are coming down to the last few weeks of the podcast for this season, uh, so just wanted to take a minute to remind everybody, please, 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 just send one episode to one friend, uh, whatever your favorite episode is, recent episode is, or something that you think they will find interest in. Please share with them. Uh, your support in sharing this with people is the only way that we can get this thing to grow and uh, try to accomplish our mission of improving the building industry. So please, please, please uh, share this with a friend. Um, just one episode, one friend is all we ask. Okay, Jason. Now, uh, I recently had a conversation with a friend and we were laughing about how in college we both had instances where there's people that kind of skim the college scene to try and get cheap labor because uh, they figure you you don't know what you're doing. Uh, you don't know how much to bill and any amount is good. So uh, they try to get cheap labor and there's often people, the ambitious people that want to jump in and and the funny thing about it is that we were laughing because you have no idea what you don't know at that age. You learn AutoCAD, like for us, learn AutoCAD, and you're good at it. 
And you're like, yeah, I could do that. I could totally do that. <laughs> so, like, this person I was speaking to, I think, had a garage uh, conversion that came to them. And then someone came to me and asked, and yes, this is going to be funny. Somebody asked me to do a landscape design. And landscape? Yeah. <laughs> yes. What? Like, why would they ask you to do landscape? Like, but. Y- yeah, exactly. And But you said yes. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, I know AutoCAD. How hard can it be? <laughs> yeah, I know AutoCAD. I know how to draw circles and do a curve line. <laughs> this oh, can't be difficult at all. So this person, I don't even remember how exactly we got connected, but they asked for a landscape plan and they had just a, you know, empty backyard and they were trying to figure out what to do. I think I actually went there, took some measurements and scoped it out, talked to them for a little bit and was like, yeah, I could do this. And then I sat down in front of my computer and was like trying to figure out what to do and doing this pathway and throwing in some trees and other stuff. And <laughs> and I get to the end or what I think is the end and I'm like looking at it. And I was like, no one can do anything with this. <laughs> So I sent it over to them and I was literally like, look, I know we talked about so much money. Take a look. If you feel like you owe me money, then then you can pay me. If not, don't worry about it. It was that bad. (laughs) It was that bad. I I knew... Oh no. I knew what I sent was not good. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm not even gonna take these people. I don't think they responded at all. It was oh, just Jesus. like I was like, I don't want them to respond. I'm just gonna move on. How old were you? Uh this was probably like my first or second probably my first year in college. I think oh, it was my first because I had I had just like gotten used to AutoCAD. And, and burned, AMF. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad, so bad. So, have you had an instance like that where you? No, <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Wow. It, it was, yeah. So, it was pretty bad. so, so I think you're on an island with your <laughs> on your own with that one. Um, I mean, I've crashed and burned, <laughs> but it's not like I walked in and been like, yeah. I could do what Michelangelo did. Why not? You know, just <laughs> oh, look that hard. Come on. Don't, water cola. Come on. Come on. Uh, don't make me, don't leave me out here. No, I think you have to be on this one. Um, <laughs> okay. So where have I completely just like muffed it? Um, I mean, I guess the, 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 the <laughs> no joke though. It's a stretch. The, um, I mean, from where I am, so, I had to, when, when the cabinet company first started six, seven years ago, we had a gentleman or a partner that we started with mm. uh, that had been in the industry forever. So ideally the way it was set up was I was only supposed to handle the, like the account management contract sales portion of it. Mm. Wasn't supposed to be like really involved in the ops or anything like that. Right. Um, or at least in the production of it, you know what I mean? From timeline schedules, whatever, maybe some, but, but it wasn't really supposed to be Uber involved. Well, you know, and so that came into, you know, the cabinet version of CAD, which is not true CAD, but there's cabinet programs, you know, measuring layout, like all these specifics. Right. And I remember setting up our first job that we had to go to because it was a relationship that I had for, for, for our first community. Right. Like big deal. 
And um, so we get out there and the dude's supposed to meet me out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't drawn the plans. I hadn't done any of this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, I'm, you know, I know it, I know what our product is. I, di- I mean, I had done my homework. I know my stuff. Yeah. But as far as layouts and, you know, measurements and all for cabinets, like I know, I just, I was stupid, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I know how to measure a house and do a blueprint and, you know what I mean? Basic stuff like that. But I measure flooring. I mean, if you're over in flooring, it's no big deal. You cut it in. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not the end of the world. This is exact stuff, right? And so he ended up like either A, getting lost or couldn't find it or something stupid. And I had to walk through the first two or three plans and winged the whole thing that I did. <laughs> And, um, it was so bad that I couldn't even even tell you if I did it right or wrong, you know what I mean? But it flew Yeah, (laughs) like I'm, I'm enough of a talker, I think. Yeah. Um, and can say enough of the generalized right things and knew when to open my mouth and when not to open my mouth. Yeah. I got, you know, use the measuring tape. I'm going to go with the measuring tape. You know what I mean? So I made it look official and, um, but it was, it was one of the most, I mean, that, like that was the easiest time to probably realize, you know, I was not an expert in yeah. the field. Um, and, and people, and maybe because I've known these guys for a long time, they let me get away with it. You know what I mean? And just didn't want to let me burn. But then the funny part is the type of relationship I had with those guys, if they knew I was struggling, they would have just been giving me shit. like that's, you know what I mean? Like they would have just been eating on me and eating on me. Yeah. So that didn't happen. So yeah. I'm not really positive. <laughs> um, now I can tell you when I got back and I had measurements done and all this kind of stuff, I couldn't even explain it to the guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when I came back to the shop. And so, um, so we ultimately went out there the next day and, you know, re- redid everything. And I missed a lot of stuff. Like yeah. I missed a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, but then it was a really good lesson for me because I remember being really pissed off with myself about being that reliant on somebody else mm-hmm. um, and being involved in something that I didn't understand to that degree to where it was like, I could have just ran the whole thing myself. Now, granted, I'm still learning seven years in, you know what I mean? Little idiosyncrasies here and there, but for the most part, you know, I can do whatever you need to do in those areas. So, but that, that was a big lesson for me, but no, I never, you know, <laughs> nobody's ever come up to me and like, Hey, you want to run stucco? I'm like, yeah, how hard can it be? Yeah. I haven't done that. <laughs> I haven't done that. <laughs> yeah. More engineering because yeah. I've done a cabinet CAD program. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it's uh, not the same. Yeah. <laughs> No, and I, I'm not a starving student at this point either. So that yeah. probably put it. Um, you know, you looked at the cash part of it, but I haven't, I haven't had to do that yet. Yeah. Um, and hopefully at this stage of my career, I understand I should not do that. So. Yeah. No, no, I'm glad you said that. That's starving. That's, that's the biggest difference between professionals and non-professionals is that you know what you don't know and you know, the limitations and you know, the ramifications of jumping into something that you don't know. So yeah, that was, it was, it was funny, but I think it's, uh, while I say that, I think it's also a good experience to have because oh, yeah. it scares the crap out of you and you're like, I never want to be in that situation or have that feeling ever again. So you make sure you overstudy, you make sure that you know every single possible angle of how something can come at you so that you don't get caught flat footed. And you do have to also make sure that it doesn't scare you so much that you don't, um, you know, take some risk occasionally here and there to because you have to do take risks to move forward. But that experience was uh, something that I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it was just so funny. We were both laughing at the fact that 
you know, both of us had a similar situation of like, once you finally get into like hearing it, you think, oh, that's easy. I can do that. <laughs> and then once you get into it and you're actually putting pen, quote, air quote, pen to paper, yeah. you're like, I don't know what I'm doing at <laughs> all. You know, you know, it was interesting. Yours is different because yours is like a, a program and super technical and that type of stuff. Right. And I'm not trying to knock the rest of the trades. That's not my point, but you know, having been in construction for a lot of years at that point, or at least 10 years at that point mm-hmm. and being in the field a lot and, and dealing with different problem solving situations and seeing things that got goofy, it did enable me the opportunity to be able to kind of fake my way yeah. through some stuff or kind of not fake fight my way through some stuff. Right. And you understand dimension, you understand measurements, you understand critical areas and things like that. So, you know, there's a, and again, I don't really know, but there's a good possibility that I was doing okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because you have some trade based knowledge and luckily for what, at least in my opinion, or at least for me, a lot of it's common sense in construction. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, there is a lot of technical like that you have to learn and you can't go from being just an apprentice to a journeyman overnight. But a lot of the stuff from a basic standpoint, from pre-concept or from concept to, you know, pre-design is common sense based. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's, once you kind of learn, it's almost like, what do they say? Like in, like in music, right? Like when you learn one instrument, it makes it easier for the others. Yeah. You know what I mean? They all say start with the basic piano, right? But like in this situation, because I'm used to looking at layouts and I'm used to looking at different things, for me to go do a layout with some other trade mm-hmm. wasn't the end of the world. It's not the first time I walked in there was like, <laughs> I've, I've never done a drawing, but okay, right? You know, so it's not like me opening that program for the first time trying to design something, yeah. um, having never done it before. It was like, no, I've been in there. Somebody kind of showed me around, so now I can kind of fight my way through it. Yeah. And I would actually tell you in those situations, those are the growth ones, yeah. right? Because yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know everything about it, but you kind of, and then you have that overwhelming feeling. I know we were talking about that a little bit because you're just, like in my head, I'm like, oh, this is not good. Right. And, but then you kind of relax and be like, okay, what do I know? Well, I know the size of what we're doing. I know how to use a, you know, a, a, a measuring tape. I know how to take dimensions and all that kind of stuff. Like, okay, let's kind of calm down and see what we can figure out here. Yeah. You know, that kind of deal. So it, it, you get, you get a lot of growth out of that stuff because you don't have a choice. Yeah. It's not like I can cancel a meeting that has a division president, the vice president of operations, <laughs> the construction, like all these people coming out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and in, in that situation, the first job for a brand new company. Yeah. Like it's just not an option. So you kind of have to go figure it out. And I think that's the, the growth point for a lot of people. Are you going to be able to sit down and be like, okay, let's make it through this as opposed to, oh crap, what do I do? Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of deal. So. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's the, scary. It was scary. The fatal flaw that I ran into is not realizing that it's not about the program at that point. Like, yeah. I misunderstood that I knew the program so I could do this. Right. But that's not what is involved there. It's the 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 process of design and putting a literal pen to paper and coming up with a concept. And that part I hadn't grasped yet. Um, you know, my first year into school, I knew how to, you know, copy something on a, uh, on AutoCAD, but going through the actual process of developing a concept, sketching it out, um, all those little elements that add up to what you ultimately will transfer into AutoCAD, that part, I, I just wasn't there yet and didn't realize that that is, <laughs> that is what you are actually delivering yeah. is that process of design. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, as a young person coming up in the industry, realize what you don't know and yep. try to figure out the ramifications of taking on something that you don't, that you that's outside of your comfort zone. Well, yeah. I think the other, one of the other ways to look at it too, is like, don't be afraid to take on something you don't know, but understand you don't know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like have an open mind as opposed to, Oh yeah, I can knock this out like that arrogance. Right. You know, and I've, and I've had a problem with that over the years of my own, Yeah. but it's, it's knowing, you know, be humble and be like, I'm going to learn how to do this and I'm going to figure it out. Not, this is no big deal. You know what I mean? Like those are two very different swings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, big, big difference. Yeah. And I want to clarify, I keep saying young person doesn't necessarily have to be a young person, but green, I guess would be the better word if you're uh, new to, to an industry or, or anything like that. But I think know that you don't know it, but you also need to, like, if you're going to take that risk and go outside of your comfort zone, you have to know that you're going outside of your comfort zone. And anybody that's around you that's going to be working with you or you're doing the work for has to understand that you, this is outside of your comfort zone. So, um, yeah, you, you can't mislead people. You can't, even though in your mind you think that, you know, I'm going outside of my comfort zone, but I don't want to show my cards. They have to understand, too, because their expectation levels is going to be different from what uh, what you probably can deliver. So you, that's another part of it is managing expectations. Like, I think when you look at it, um, you know, I started account management, contract sales for the company overall, maybe like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I started like started doing it right. The process of and, and, and uh, trying to procure revenue and do that type of stuff. And, you know, I'd always been in like retail sales. So you have sales experience, right? But it was, it was kind of unnerving and a little, like you had to figure it out because I had nobody telling me like, this is how you do it. Like everybody always wants to be told, this is how you do it. Like here, A, then B, then C, then D. It's like, no, no, no. Like things don't work that way. And so I kind of had to figure it out. And I remember the first few, I mean, I probably bombed the first few opportunities I had. Like when I finally got somebody's ear, because a lot of it was cold calling to start and like trying to get meetings with people and everything when I'm, I think at the time I was customer service manager or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to be somewhat going back to what we were talking about earlier. You have to be somewhat willing to make the mistakes to learn, yeah. you know what I mean? Kind of like sacrificing that, that situation and know that you're just really finding your way or your method or, um, you know, adding to that experience belt. Right. Yeah. Um, but I remember being scared to death when somebody was like, okay, let's do this. Like go make something happen. And I'm like, uh, what do you do? And they're like, well, you just, you know, you know, go make it happen. <laughs> okay. You know? <laughs> um, and I think the first meeting I had, cause you're talking about millions of dollars when it comes to a contract, you know, the first meeting I had was pretty unnerving. You know what I mean? And I brought somebody else from the company with me just so they could talk more to it. Um, and honest, honestly, that person was terrible. Um, that's no longer with us, but they just, you have to be willing to give it a shot, but no, you don't know everything. You know what I mean? Like that's, I think that's the biggest key. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's, you gotta have some confidence, but not arrogance at the same time. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's a really fine line to walk that, you know, I've struggled with and sometimes lean one way more than the other at times than I should. But, but yeah, I, I remember that being really the first time I went into that being pretty, you know, like nervous, super nervous. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know what they're going to ask me. I don't know if I'm going to have the answer to it. You don't want to not have enough answers, right? It's like, it's okay to be like, you know what? I'm not sure, but I'll get to the answer. But yeah. you don't want to say that's like every question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's what, I think we've mentioned that before, <laughs> but. Yeah. Okay. Some knowledge. Idiot, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're running out of time here. So before we uh, wrap up, I did want to say one thing, um, just as a reminder to everyone, we are, Going into uh, the, I guess for us in California, it's semi cold, but across the country and other places, it's very cold. I think it's supposed to be like 80 degrees today. What are you talking about, like semi cold? Well, in general, <laughs> it dropped it dropped to sixty, folks. We were freezing, <laughs> uh, but it is going into the colder season, so people are going indoors more. Uh, and I know some may not believe or think it's as bad as it is, but uh, uh, COVID is going out of control right now. So be careful. And I, I'm mentioning this as a reminder because uh, my mom uh, just told me about a client of hers who uh, uh, was infected with COVID and, uh, you know, was feeling sick and then within seven days gone. And he was in his late 30s. Uh, healthy guy, no, no issues, no, you know, uh, preconditions or anything like that. So, you know, whatever your, your belief level or think it, you know, the seriousness of it, just be careful, um, be cautious, consider how you are going to handle the, the holiday season coming up. If you hear this before then, uh, wear masks, keep the rooms ventilated if you intend on being with people. Uh, so, but in general, be careful, be cautious, take well, care got, of me. I got two things. I'm not going to go completely against you. Don't worry. <laughs> I just, I just want to clarify. So I'm looking at the, the week, the week, uh, weather. So it is, it is going to get rather chilly here in Southern California. We go from 81 today as a high, um, all the way down to 70 by next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> For some people that's cold. We do hit, we do hit 68 by next Wednesday. So we may very well be breaking out the Ugg boots and uh, everything else here in Southern California. So, uh, just for those that are trying to understand exactly how cold it gets. No, um, and I will say I'm not exactly on the same page with, you know, people's thoughts on the different things, but I absolutely respect everybody wanting to stay safe and do those types of things. I don't think there's any reason not to do that. Um, but, uh, but we're all dealing with it in different ways, yeah. you know, for sure. So, all right. Uh, I gotta get a jacket. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> all right uh we will sign off and we have an episode coming out on wednesday which is oh uh the eiffel tower um so check that out and then we will be back here on thursday thanks this show is part of the gable media network you can check out similar content at gablemedia.com that's g-a-b-l media.com you can help support what we're doing here by leaving a five-star rating and a review on your preferred podcasting app. It helps others find us, and your support is the only way that this show grows. And don't forget to connect with us through our Facebook community, Instagram, and see the random thoughts and articles that we share on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you again for spending some time with us. Talk soon.
Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm.